This is the State of Energy. My name is Rand DeWitt. That guy right there, his name is Tom Clark. He's the executive director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. And rumor has it, he's the true next Captain America. <laughs> Captain America? What? Yeah, you're the next Captain America. I don't care. Let's not worry about the Winter Soldier and all that stuff. You're the real Captain America. Wow. That's the first I've heard of that. That's awesome. Thanks for that uh Thanks for that promotion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a story on it in the USA Today. I got to check, but I think I think that's where we got the story. <laughs> um, and then uh, also, uh, we want to let folks know that uh, if you go to thestateofenergy.com, uh, you're going to find out everything you know about this clean energy source that truly cares about being green and is doing what all the other quote unquote clean energy sources hope to do someday which is propane, because it's abundant, it's affordable, it's American, and it's ready for action right now. Uh, and Tom, when people go to thestateofenergy.com, what else are they going to find? Man, you're going to find, well, all of our episodes, right? We got, uh, we're going on year two. How many How many episodes have we done? Like 60, 62? No, at Six. least, at least. So we've, we've talked a lot about clean energy. Uh, we've talked about dirty energy. And we, we really just just show the public how, where, when, what to get and, and how it affects your life uh, on, on all the different clean energy subjects or topics or hot items or cold items. We, we just we talk about all the cool things that you need to know about. And you can find all of our past podcasts, all of our uh, stories that we talk about on each episode. You can find uh, incentives on how to get clean energy at your house, at your business, at your farm. And the clean energy we're talking about is propane. And it's right there on the stateofenergy.com. You can also find a link of where to buy the cleanest fuel on earth. The where to buy button will connect you with a propane supplier near you. And so once again, go to the stateofenergy.com. And folks, and something else, our weekly disclaimer, we're not enemies of solar, electric, and wind. We agree that they're an integral part of a well-balanced energy plan. We just need to let people know that when solar, electric, and uh, wind all fail, it's propane to the rescue. It always has been. It has been for over 100 years. I mean, solar's not new. Windmills aren't new. And propane. Yeah, that's Don Quixote. Propane's not new, but it's been the cleanest energy that we can get for a long time. And that's what everybody looks up to. Everybody wants to be as clean and as affordable and as portable as propane, and they just can't get there. But they're getting there by artificially being subsidized by your money paid by the government so they're collecting your money and they're pumping tons of your money into artificially boosting the perception that wind and solar and electricity is clean and great for everybody and we should we should switch everybody's energy to this but it's 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 doing this artificially and it's it's finally catching up to these to these groups, uh, you can you see it all the, all the time where uh, solar panels are now getting crazy expensive. Uh, you were talking about this last. We never really got into the story, but there was a, a deal about the solar panels that Tesla was putting out. Yeah, they're trying. They're finally realizing that wow, this is much more expensive than we thought. Now we have to jack up the prices on our customers yeah. that have already put deposits down. And the and the greatest thing about propane is we don't have those giant 
uh, the, we don't have those big funding sources that uh, from the government. We don't have these government subsidies that the wind and solar guys are getting. We already have it. It's privately funded stuff that that's affordable right now. We don't we don't need a bunch of money for infrastructure. The infrastructure is already here. Yeah, and something else, folks, that you can do, uh, which was kind of important, uh, is realize that over the next five years, the propane industry is going to grow by about, what what we say, $50 billion, something like that over the next five years. So there's a lot of job opportunities. And when people go to the State of Energy, they can find that link to findapropanejob.com. That's right. Yep. Findapropanejob.com, great source to, uh, to, to get a new career in the clean energy sector. And uh, this leads us into our first story um, that uh, I'll do my best Don LaFontaine in a world that's had enough <laughs> of a pandemic. Coming this summer, gas stations running out of gas. Yeah. People have probably seen these stories. They're popping up everywhere. Uh, millions of people stuck at home for more than a year are expected to hit the road for a much-needed post-pandemic vacation this summer. Problem is, uh, good luck finding gas. Now, this is not because there's a shortage of uh, crude oil or gasoline. There's a shortage of drivers. Yeah. There's a shortage of drivers. Somewhere between 20 and 25% of tank truck fleets are just parked due to lack of qualified drivers. This is crazy. It is crazy. And we, we talked about this last year, about the same time. We were like, oh, man, everything's shut down. The gas produ production has come to a halt. What's going to happen when everything ramps back up? And we, we did some predictions a year ago. I think if you went back and listened to our podcast, you'd probably be... Um, You'd, you'd probably get some entertainment out of that, well, right? Because I mean, there's we, people. We were wrong on a lot. Well, no, of no. We, I mean, let's just say we, we've got we're you know over thirty something countries and close to five hundred cities um, have been listening to us. That's right. So the, now there's there's going to be a gas shortage, and, and so we're how do what does this mean for you and your business or or your family? It's it's like well, if we're gonna. If, if, if we're an essential service, a business that's driving vehicles around to help people in emergencies or even if it's a, a, a power, there's natural disasters all the time, right? Power outage, plumbing issues. Uh, Hi, Texas. Del, del, delivery of, of essential items like medications, maybe vaccines. I mean, there's going to be a shortage of, of fuel for these vehicles. And and how can propane help in this in this type of situation? Auto gas. Propane is one of the world's number one alternative fuel for vehicle usage. So if, if you look around the world, propane is being utilized as an engine fuel all over the place. And it, actually not just on the planet, actually now going into outer space, if you think about our friends over <laughs> at Orbex right. Prime. Nice, nice plug on that one. Yeah, Orbex Prime is the, the new rocket that's going to be launched uh, coming up soon, I'm sure. But it's it's running on biopropane, which is, which is even cleaner than regular propane, but it's uh, renewable propane, and it's going to help clean up the uh, deep space or... Or the uh, the what do they call that? The black carbon that's produced from those rockets. It's like ninety eight. Oh my gosh! There's it's so 98 much. Ninety eight percent cleaner than a regular rocket. Yeah, say that again. Ninety ninety eight percent cleaner than a regular rocket. So propane's being used for all sorts of automotive or uh, vehicle, even rockets. Right. So right now there's a gasoline shortage, and 
we've told you all the options you have to putting your fleet vehicles to run on propane. And those people that have been listening to us and reach out to us for more information, maybe they, they took the, the initiative to get a couple of their vehicles running on propane, those guys are going to be there to save the day. Again, propane will be there to save the day when there's no gas to be found and your, your items are still being delivered. Yeah, and, and it all comes down to the fact that we're, there's a lack of qualified drivers to be able to get this gas out uh, and, and get, you know, get the vehicles moving. Um, and you know where else there's an apparent need for qualified drivers? Uh, Tesla owners. <laughs> okay, now this is, this is a story. I was wondering where you're going with that. I'm like, what? what is it? Hopefully you didn't say propane needs drivers. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you know, find a propanejob.com, it's a tremendous opportunity for you. But uh, now a lot of folks have heard about this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, just outside of Houston, oh, uh, no. 2019 Tesla Model S was driving at a high rate of speed when it ran off the road, hit a tree, burst into flames and killed two people in the car. Now, this to put out the fire. It took four hours and 30,000 gallons of water. This is just on one Tesla S. Wow. Um, and now there's a lot of reports out there that saying no one was in the driver's seat. And apparently there was someone in the back seat. Um, and, and there is an update to this that just came out that I just find uh, found just before we started recording. Um, as of today, Tesla executives are claiming a driver was behind the wheel at the time of the crash that killed the two people, which is contradicting local authorities who have pre uh, pre previously said uh, that there was no one in the driver's seat. But let's go back to a fire with a car taking four hours to put out 30,000 gallons of water. 30,000 gallons of water. We're already in a, in a drought, right? So <laughs> 30,000 gallons of water... To put out a, a car battery fire. Now, you know, all I can think about at this point is a school bus of children, the, the battery that's got to be, how much, how much battery do you think a, a school bus, an electric school bus, how many, how many batteries do you think that has compared to a little car? That's gonna, it's got to be five, six, seven times that's alarming. Yeah, because if one of those crashes, it's it's going to be like the Olympic flame, or it's just they're never going to be able to put it out. It's going to be like that uh, Al Davis flame at, uh, where the Raiders play in Vegas that never goes out. They can just put a, an electric bus in there and just let it burn. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that that there there was a study done on on police vehicles that had a propane tank in their trunk, and it did they did a crash test, and it was actually stronger than the gasoline tank and it was actually providing more protection than in a rear end collision than a gasoline vehicle would and, and now here we are we're talking about these cars that catch on fire and and for years we've heard oh well propane can't be safe i mean do we how could that be safe you it's it's a uh, it's propane we can't put that in your car but Go ahead and put a bunch of batteries in your car. That's that's no big deal. Four hour fire. It's just this is just doesn't make any sense to me. It's just more and more news that just everything that we've been talking about for the past two years on this show on the state of energy. It basically is the culmination of everything we said was happening. Um, and apparently the only people that haven't figured this out is the Utah Transit Authority. <laughs> You're pushing all the hot buttons today, aren't you, Rand? Well, it's true. It's just, I mean, they, I mean, they do our show prep for us. 
um, because you know basically well, what they get they're getting 44 million dollars to purchase 44 electric school buses no 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 no, no. they're not bus. they're not school buses they're just uh transit buses right right the transit to, buses. to make to make this little this little loop from uh from the transit station up to the the college, so I guess it could be you could you might as well consider it school buses. It's all, it's well, all I mean, college kids to school. But it just a quick math shows that's a million dollars a bus for an electric bus. That if it bursts into flames, it it, it who knows how long it's going to burn for. Uh, and when you compare that to what a, a propane auto gas bus costs, the economics are not are just not there. And I hope when these college kids get on this this bus route to go up to the university, they can realize that, you know what, I'm riding on a super expensive bus that I'm gonna have to pay for with the in in the next 10, 20 years when when all this comes due, right? Because none of this stuff is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing we've never we haven't even talked about yet today is the emissions. Oh yeah. 68% of Utah's electricity comes from coal. So here you are, you're actually causing more emissions and you're putting people at risk with all these batteries attached to this thing. It it's just doesn't make sense. There's a place for electricity. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, we're being broadcast on what, seven stations right now? We use a lot of electricity. Well, yeah, and then you consider it like the podcast around the world. We, we get it, but that's what we said. So our disclaimer, we're not against this. We just need people to realize that electricity-powered uh, vehicles is not next to God. Because if you look at the full production cycle of what it takes to create electricity and the coal and how much is actually lost in the transmission of the electricity, it's insane. The, the Utah Transit Authority that approved this a million dollars per bus, they could have done all of the residents of Utah a favor by reducing the cost probably at least by 80% and reducing the emissions by, uh, what is the emissions reduction? I think we did the math on that before. It was 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 almost 80% as well. Right. And had a a better alternative than these electric buses by going with a propane powered bus to do this, which we're doing this all over the world, saving money, reducing emissions. That's what we're doing. And these guys need to get out of this, this bubble that electricity saves the world and start thinking outside the box a little bit about a fuel that we already have. It's already affordable and it's already in service. And it basically, propane is doing what all of these other clean energy sources hope to do someday, but we're doing it right now um, in a much more affordable clip. Uh, and as we mentioned, the uh, Utah Transit Authority uh, is going to spend $44 million for 44 electric buses and with, get this, now do the math on that, that's a million dollars a bus, with an option to purchase 95 more over the next five years. So let's close in on 100 million extra dollars. There's no economic justice and there's no environmental justice for what these guys are doing. And I I just really hope that the people listening to this, whatever community you're in, I know we're not we're not broadcast just just right here in Utah, but if this type of stuff heads into your direction, voice your opinion, share with with these boards that there are better choices out there 
that actually do environmental justice and economic justice to your community. And it's propane. Propane can do that. Well done. <clears throat> that was well. I normally I'm the one that drops the uh, propane can do that, but that was very well done. <laughs> You're listening to the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. You can find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. Uh, and as we're talking about buses, a little side note: uh, Fulton County Schools in Atlanta has the most experience in operating propane-powered school buses as it owns the largest propane Bluebird fleet in the country. They have 443 propane buses, and that equals a budget surplus of about a million dollars a year. That is amazing. Can you just imagine how much better of an education those students are going to get because that school district saw the, the reality of saving money and reducing emissions like this is these these are real common sense yeah i mean i mean you know, propane common, <laughs> common dollars um and common also, dollars it, it just comes down to the fact that do the math we're talking basically about a million dollars each for an electric bus versus you know less than half of that for a propane bus oh more way way more than half i mean we're talking barely over a hundred thousand dollars for a propane powered bus so you could buy 10 basically for the price of one electric bus and it's better for the environment because if you look at the whole production cycle of what it takes for electricity versus what it takes for propane and the maintenance costs are far lower you can get 10 propane buses for the same price as one electric bus and do more for the environment and provide more economic justice. Isn't that the important thing that we trend on Twitter? Well, the, the thing is, you know, the technology for propane powered vehicles has been around for, for quite a while and it continuously gets better and better and better every year because the emission standards change and we need to keep dropping, you know, keep making them cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And, and, and propane keeps doing that, right? We keep up with the emission standards. We keep we keep getting. Can you hear those jets? Yeah, that's fine. That's, they're that's pro the, propane the, powered the, auto jets. The, the <laughs> sound the sound of freedom over the house. Okay, so <laughs> the the propane buses keep getting better, but electricity is like this is as good as the this is as good as it gets, right? You you're you're kind of stuck to this bigger monster of where the electricity comes from how much line loss it has it's it's going to be really really hard to clean up the coal powered power plants but to clean up one bus is super easy because you can switch it to propane immediately but if you can go out and buy all these electric buses and say yep we got clean zero emissions at the tailpipe but yet how are you going to clean up the power plants? Yeah, look at the full production cycle. That's the key. The people need to look beyond the headline. Look deeper. Yeah, there's just no. It would. It's gonna. It would take some type of miracle from outer space to show up and say, "Here's your great electricity producing clean energy." It's just not going to happen. It's a myth. It's it's way over uh, over publicized as this this magic clean energy it's just not going to happen 
you know, what is everyone going to do when uh, the aliens show up on planet Earth and introduce themselves and their ships are actually powered by a propane autogas? <laughs> oh, yeah. We use propane. What's wrong with you guys? Oh, boy. I think we've beaten this drum to death. We need, we need to... Uh... We got another topic we need to discuss. Oh, yeah. Now, this one's going to be great, folks. I want you to sit back because this is basically Tom wound up to 10, and I'm just going to, like, release by uh, just Uh just doing the headline and letting him go. Dominion Energy is looking to do something that doesn't make sense, dot, dot, dot. Again, rate increase on Utah taxpayers that totals in the millions, but we don't know how many million because they don't want to tell us, to serve a very small amount of people. Tom. Let's just start off with the basics. What's been going on for quite a while is uh, Dominion got uh, an approval to increase the natural gas bills to everybody in Utah $150 million to pay for some pipeline expansion. That's $150 million taxpayer million. dollars. Think of what you could do with teachers and schools and all of that. Just saying. Well, it's even worse than that. It's not even tax. It's not a tax. It's a hidden tax. This goes to the people that have natural gas already. So if you think about who who's using natural gas right now today, everybody that lives in the inner cities, everybody that's, you could be poor, you could be wealthy, you're using natural gas. They're going to give the authority to let them raise your rates of everything that you're already buying. So when you talk about the economic justice, is we talked about this a couple weeks ago, 25% of your income, if you're in a low income bracket, 25% of your income is for utilities. So what this does is makes your utility bills go up even more so that you can help pay for this pipeline that's going to go to these little t- this little tiny town of Goshen, Utah. It's like there's like 10 people there. There's more it's- people at your local gas station right now than live out there. But everybody that's on the natural gas grid for Dominion is going to pay for that. And what that does is actually gives a bigger gap which we've been talking about, you see it in the news all over the place, the gap between the low income and the wealthy. It just gets getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the Utah Public Service Commission is going to allow them to run this pipeline. They haven't allowed them yet, but they've already submitted for it. They've got a couple months to go through the process. They'll probably get approved for it. It's just gonna. It's just going to keep spreading that gap, and if you get a hold of the public service commission and tell them, I don't want to pay millions and millions of dollars to run a pipeline to serve these people that have been out in the out in the country there forever, happy on propane. They didn't come to Dominion and say, Help us, save us with your natural gas. They were already there saying. Uh, we we already have propane and we're happy with it. This is why we're out here. Yeah. We, we don't need you. We're out here for a reason. And in fact, if you go to the public service uh, website and you look at this docket, they, they redacted all of the public comments. Why would you redact 100% of the public comments? Because <laughs> you're being shady. If, if there was something good in there, I guarantee you it'd be like, thank you, Dominion, for saving us. Mm-hmm. 
If it was bad, it got redacted. It's just a big black blob on top of the whole page. They didn't allow us to see anything. And then when it comes down to the cost, it says, how much is this pipeline going to cost? They wrote like a two-page report on how much it's going to cost. It's all blacked out. The general public can't even see it. It was redacted. It says it's confidential. It's confidential because it's in the multi-millions of dollars for a very few amount of homes. Wouldn't it be better, Utah, to take that money and put it into low-income assistance for those natural gas bills? To help lift people up. Yeah. Instead, we're going backwards again. We're causing more spread between the poor and the wealthy. Once again, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, follow the money. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. You can find out more about what propane can do for you by simply going to thestateofenergy.com.